It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 58. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, E3 live letter and interviews. Announcing details for FanFest 2016 in Las Vegas. The Final Fantasy and Amazon Summer DLC campaign, a.k.a. the 7-Eleven for the us NA peoples. Final Fantasy XIV hits 140,000 Twitter followers, and we all get a new earring. Yay! Yay! A reminder about the Tank Gear Contest, uh, developer's blog, and some fan comments and tweets. But first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? Ruby, how are you Yo. doing? What have you been up to? What up? What up? How are you? Fantastic. Good. <laughs> I, I am too. Yeah. I'm kind of on edge. You know, tomorrow is FanFest ticket day. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that when we talk about FanFest. But my nerves are up a little bit. I'm drinking some, well, I'm drinking coffee. I always drink coffee when we do the podcast. I want to be like up. But then I also have FanFest jitters. And, you know, everybody's talking about it. So I'm just, I'm super excited. I'm ready to. Well, I have the rum. That'll, that'll cool me down. Oh, very. But yeah. I, well, you remember last year I, or the last time I, do. I didn't get my tickets. They're always crying involved. There's been too many tears since 3.3. I mean, first housing. We can't have that happen again. So. <sighs> no more tears. No more tears. Let's move on to nicer things. So, well, this isn't nice. My internet was out for a couple of days. <laughs> More fucking sobbing. Uh-huh. More more <laughs> crying, sitting in corners and, you know, dusting off tomes and reading script from pages. It's called it's called literature. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I played PlayStation Three. I'm not <laughs> I don't read. What are you talking read about? What's their game book? guides? Is it the fucking Middle Ages? <laughs> yes. Without the internet it is. But when when the internet was working, I had like a good start of the week and then like a good end like a good Sunday so earlier in the week we did some stuff um at some point I ran Weeping City I think we did like Weeping City on Tuesday and I picked up like the first healer item that drops and I know you're not supposed to pick up the first thing that drops for you but the belt is actually kind of good for white mage because I don't like crit so I picked up the belt it's a 230 item so it was an increase for me very good and I and I wanted that because we were going to do Nidhogg EX later that week. So I worked on that, and then I upgraded my pants because I had the upgrade item. I had already done the body. And um, then we jumped into Nidhogg EX, and I actually had a good time. Um, I don't know how much you want to say about it, but I, I really enjoyed the time we had, and I felt we got to the level I expected us to. We actually we got to Fang and Claw a couple of times. Not really enough time to get it, but enough time that we saw the mechanics that when a video is watched, a guide is read, it makes a lot more sense. And that's where we really like to be as, as a learning group. Like, we want to see enough mechanics that when we go back to the guide, you go, ah, oh, okay, uh -huh. okay. It clicks, right? Yeah, that epiphany. Oh, yeah, I see So now. I think once we get the Fang and Claw, which I think really should maybe one more night. I don't want to jinx myself and find some wood to knock on. It didn't look that bad. I don't know. It, it really didn't. And then from there, I think we will really just kind of get to that last phase where we're trying to get through uh, Aquamorns and that kind of stuff. So I look forward to it. I feel promise in it. Um, and some have said, you know, this is really this is really like A5S is kind of on this level. And this isn't really as bad as Sephiroth EX. It's maybe on par a little easier. So I actually have a little confidence in me. I want to try some A5S, but after Nidhogg EX. I'll, I'll try some Savage maybe after that. 
But moving on, um, more bad stuff, Yelta. You know, last week, <laughs> last week I made a declaration, oh, and I just, I, I, I went through with it, and I really shouldn't have, but those coffin lids are only 8K on the on the market board so i thought oh, i'm gonna pick one up and make a coffin because <laughs> who jokes and i put i put a coffin underneath the the, the dear picture of Oshifant. and and i'm sorry everybody i really am i i don't think anybody liked me that day um i picked up evil dice because in the next like <laughs> eight to ten runs i was trying to go for a bolt and i think this is part of the karma too i i tried to get a bolt Thinking I could wear two rings, <laughs> and you can't, folks. I don't know why on my head why I thought you could wear two rings. The stupid picture. It was the video, the picture, the stupid right? Stupid picture from a yeah. few weeks back where I was like, "Oh, you can wear two of the same Maiden rings." You can't do that. I don't. I don't understand. I need. I need an adult. I don't really know <laughs> what happened there, but I ran like eight A fives to try to get a bolt, and my rolls were like forty or less on every run. Until I was making Why God tweets. <laughs> and then from there, I, I ran. I helped somebody with one, and then I got my bolt when I helped somebody. So I think I dropped the, the pink elephant karma. But at the same time, I, then I realized in my folly, the whole thing was folly. And there was no reason to try to get the bolt in the first place. So I think that was the, I think that was the curse of putting the coffin under Anshifant's picture. Who who tried to sacrifice our Lalafell Mender NPC to it? That was in the coffin when I was now, there. Now see, yesterday. that's not my doing. So that wasn't you. Maybe the evil karma is on that person now. Whoever put the Lalafell there, because I didn't do it. I put the Lalafell back where he belongs, at the bottom of the stairs, so I can sell him my junk. I haven't been in the basement since. I'm scared to go down. Now. <laughs> I, I think I put... it's the entrance to the deep dungeon. Oh, oh it's... so. Oh man, it's like the hell mouth. Exactly. Older. Um, and that's kind of it. We ran some maps last night. That was fun. Got saw the. Uh, I think we got down to like room five, and then that was it. We were gonna run maps on Saturday, but my internet crapped out, so I think we saved some and got a different group together. But I'm die hard about these maps. I think it's really the most fun part of 3.3 that I've discovered. The maps are great. Aquapolis. Mm-hmm. Aquapolis. Yelta, tell me what you did. I, for the first time ever, I think last week, capped my red gathering script. Oh, I never wow. bothered. I, I think part of it is I, I'm, I'm, I'm super casual, right? So when I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get my dragon skin map for the day. And then, oh, you hit the one node, the 60 node that has like two plus one or plus two extra gatherings. Mm-hmm. So I like do my buttons and get the it's only like 10 red scripts but it's like i can cap them that way that plus a couple of routes of the uh it helps kishel greens and the adamant or you know and some you know maybe i don't i can't get any of the fish but uh yeah it helps it helps so i i've actually uh capped them and i need to get i'm gonna try to get the offhand weapons i heard that the uh shared gathering body or or pieces are nice of course i just went and got like most of the <laughs> of the script ways but i i did i did quite a bit of gathering and uh map parties i did i did two different map parties after the one on saturday didn't happen sunday early afternoon i did one and then when some more people on nb no because wisdom got on i did another one 
So, and they were fun. We did get to see the yellow lights around the door. Oh my we gosh, had, I, yes. Yeah. We hadn't seen them before and and it's not we just killed normal mobs and they came up. So I don't know what happens. Yeah. How you get those? Uh there's a lot. I was on Reddit today and there are a lot of theories of uh, you know, is it really a 50-50% chance at the door? When does it actually decide? Does the dungeon know when you zone in which door's right? Or does it roll 50-50 as you touch the door? And then, you know, then you also have a chance of, uh, did the security door come down? Does the security door break open? Do you get the red light and then disco lights? You know, there's, there's, they at least gave it the feeling that while, you could be boned. They kind of give you like saving throws mm-hmm. is how it feels. Right. Right. Which I enjoy. I enjoy the map parties. They're fairly casual content. They're not difficult by any means, but they're they're kind of fast. And, and we're always cheering into the mic and, ooh, ooh, you know, the goblins spawn. Kill them quick. You know? you know, what's nice about it is you can you feel good. You congratulate everybody because everybody seems to get something out of it. Even if you just get to the first room, it still feels like, ooh, we got somewhere. And then if you get to like the third, fourth room, you start to see those minions drop and you're like, oh my god, congrats, congrats. And uh, the way we play it, we're pretty fair. You bring your map, it's all your drops. So there's no fighting, there's no... If it's your map and your luck and you pick the right doors, I mean, by all means, I'll go down to the depths with you because we get stuff too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know those... um Cyclops drop or the goblins drop and inside those bags are materia and gill and so everybody gets a chunk of something but you're also like cheering on the person whose map it is because they're getting some really good stuff so it's just fun for everybody. We just couldn't believe even we were just did like a couple of maps each and uh, our gill right just this the gill you'd get for clearing the maps and doing the Acropolis. We didn't even get to the seventh room where you know you get a hundred thousand. So that's aside from the materia that drops and blah blah blah. So it's it's super rewarding and fattening our pocketbooks and uh, you know when they roll out that shared ho- or that apartment housing. I hope people have been saving up because I've been hearing a lot of tears already. I'll never be able to afford it. And I'm like, do your challenge log, get a map and sell it or do it every day. I think I've made a mill in a week and that's not Uh trying. I mean, that's not me making mats and selling them. That's me doing Aquapolis and like I sold a dragon skin map because you can sell those suckers for some good cash right now. They've dropped a little bit. Yes, but. Still they seem to money. well. They seem to fluctuate between two hundred k and ninety k on our server. That's Excalibur. yeah on our server on Excalibur. So they seem to be. I mean, they, and they go up and down, right? Yeah. So and it depends on your day. You know, you got to buy during some days. You you buy on the weekends and sell during the week. Things go high. So I set my price not to the bottom because I'm in no hurry. Besides, if I don't sell it, well, then I'll just do it when we have a map party. Right. <laughs> so so just put it up there for 180K and ignore it. Either it sells or it won't and come back later and be like, OK, it still hasn't sold. And then go ahead and lower the price or take it out and do a map party. So I, one of the map parties was weird. They did uh, outside of the Aquapolis, your map, your loot inside the Aquapolis, everybody need. That was a little weird to me, but I, I guess, I don't know. I can but it was their rules. I see that because you're saying, okay, once we get in here, no holds barred, you just go, go wild, you just need on everything. 
It's like it's a free dungeon, free loot for everybody. Which is good, but that's where I'm saying, like, where our groups haven't had any animosity. That's mm-hmm. where you go, like, fuck, I wanted that minion. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, speaking of minions, I have my retainers brought me back just today. Another fat cat oh, and boy. a tiny taper. They're they're not worth a ton anymore. They used to be worth a lot, lot more. But uh, I put them both up. Good luck to go buy my stuff. <laughs> um, let's see. Matt parties means I uh, upgraded my pants and boots. So yay! Nice. And, and I re- and I put uh, put grade five material in those. I misread the cap on one of them, but uh. whatever. <laughs> my material, but uh, um, I am also I'm because we're going to do Nidex. Again, Wednesday and Thursday, I think. So I'm super excited to, uh, to take another swing at that. I'm I'm feeling good about this fight. I'm feeling good about the people who are with us. Yeah. Um, we've been putting up learning parties. And we've been like people who join who aren't total asshats. Yeah. We've been we've been inviting them to the link shell, and it's, it's true. been really nice to have this group more more people. And if we didn't invite you, it doesn't mean you're an asshat. It might just mean that we didn't we forgot you weren't already in the link shell, or, or you were an asshat. It is a learning party, so if you run a learning party, don't expect it to be a a progression party. You know what I'm saying? There is a difference. We, we well, we did have that. We had um, it reminded me. When I was learning uh, Bismarck EX, and uh, Radiant had been trying to learn it like all week before I even stepped in there. Mm-hmm. And it's a learning party we joined, listed as a learning party in the party finder, kind of a from scratch party. And you know, he, you know, Bismarck comes down and y'all jump on his back. And he like made everybody jump off the edge if you didn't beat it in the first try. And I'm like, honey, we got to get comfortable. Just the damage will come. Let us see more of the fight. And we had some people that were kind of, but he was frustrated already. So I get it. And, uh, but he was also wrong because you don't have to kill it on the first go. But um, no, that's what we had a couple guys in different parties I was in that was kind of like that. Well, you guys don't already know everything. And, oh, the DPS is low. Well, the DPS will come, right? Indeed. And we were making it past. We were making it past uh, the ads and that kind of thing. By the way, love the change they made where, you know, how Nidhogg casts that thing or whatever, but you can still damage the ads and you don't understand because they're dead before it looks like the cast is done. Right. But you still wipe. They've changed that now. And apparently uh, it's way earlier than we thought. So you need to DPS the fuck out of those ads. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> but I like I, I like knowing, right? They made them invulnerable, so now you know. Right. Oh, and let us not forget the change that they've corrected to the uh, AOE. You know, like you could target an AOE and you could drop oh, the AOE. Yeah. So they messed me up. I was on my summoner, and they had added something a few patches back where you can, when you target a mob... You can use Shadow Flare on a target. You don't have to use the reticle in the mouse or whatever. And in the in 3.3, they broke it somehow that if the reticle was already up, it would not use your macro to cast on target. They fixed it in the hot patch or whatever on last Thursday, whatever. So that is now corrected. If you missed it, well, good for you, but it it sucked for one week. Yeah, I think the other thing that sucked that week that they fixed was I know that there was there was something uh, something that Dark Knights do they toggle on and off that was uh, not working correctly, and also I think Cleric Stance was having some hiccups too. So yeah. they did some fixes in that that one night. So very good. Oh, I also got the uh, Yef 
Yefemi, what does that word mean? Yefemi. Whatever. Yefemi Half Gloves of Healing out of uh, Weeping City. And uh, yeah, I guess I played quite a bit. I feel like I didn't play that much, but I apparently, oh, and I leveled up and played on my other character on Goblin, so. Uh, you can shoot the shit with us on our website. Go to gtffxiv.com and let us know what you've been doing this week. It's time now for the first round, which is the news. Of course, the big news is we just had E3. Yeah. I don't know anything. I don't know anything else that happened. Well, at E3. E3 was actually really good. I'm not going to talk about other games. Some companies had poor showings, and some had some great showings. And there were some really good games, and there were some really good designers of games that came back like the phoenix from the dust and showed us norman reedus coming out of black holes or something but i digress and <laughs> talk about final fantasy 14 i didn't catch like any of the news but 14 news so i i have to go back well tell us what the 14 news is yelta i don't remember oh okay <laughs> well we had the live letter and luckily luckily people like i have sites like nova Corsalis, gamers massively overpowered you know polygon thank god those guys write shit down real journalists real journalists with the actual news uh nova chrysalis uh they did a final fantasy e3 2016 summary and they first got that sexy sexy picture of uh the deep dungeon which is i'm I'm personally super looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, I like this picture. I, I don't know how much we've talked about this picture before. Little bits and pieces here, but it is very meshed. That The UI looks like a very mesh of 1.0 and older Final Fantasies with the color and some of the stuff. But the 1.0 stuff, like these icons in the top right, the... um. That looks like a Nofica or something. That's, that's Nofica's yeah, symbol, yeah. and then there's a key. Oh yeah, the, these yeah. these little eye, and then the circular icons on the left hand side, under the character, the circle icons make me think of 1.0. Oh yeah, the item, the item dots. That's that's well, that's very well. Final Fantasy, the first one had that very blue look, mm -hmm. but but this very much reminds me of of 1.0. You get your 16 bit avatar. <laughs> so cool. Okay, but we don't know a ton about the Deep Dungeon, but they did tell us a few things. Um, they did talk about housing. Uh, if I understood correctly, they're, they know they know they have a problem, right? And they are they are supposed to be giving us apartments in 3.4, and that's going to p potentially f fulfill 100% of the housing demand. Which means they're going to have a shit ton of apartments. If they really think that they're going to have 100% of the housing demand fixed then that means the apartment, they've done something with these servers. They've figured out some way to, or they just figured out I how log houses work. Yeah. I bet it's just all instanced. It's got to be just all instanced. That's it. And, and it has to be cool, though. If apartments are just what I'm envisioning an apartment as, I'm not going to be happy. It needs to, it, it's got to have a yard. we got to be able to garden. I, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But we are getting apartments, and uh, they also let us know that if you see abuse of the housing system, such as reselling of houses, uh, make sure to report it. Well, and they specifically said for exploited, I can't say that word, amounts of money. So report it to the in-game support desk, you know, and they'll do investigations. Yelta, I would be kind of happy. I know this isn't completely fulfilling what you just mentioned, but if we had like a Relude Gardens that was like an open area and then like where you enter the apartments from there, where there was like a common grounds at least with maybe some market boards or something where you could see other people, but a smaller common yeah. grounds and then the apartment levels or something, 
I, you know, I, I hope they do something to that effect. I hope it's not just zone into the wards and then would you like to go to your house? It, it's got to be a little better than that. It's got to be a little bit better than that. I think our, our existing wards are a bit too much because, you know, I think that might be the problem is they have these giant areas. Well, it's the 1.0 mistake. It's like, let's have a big <laughs> giant area where everybody can be. But we don't need that big of an area. We're not riding to everybody's houses. and stuff. It is nice to see all these houses in an area. It is really cute. But that's where I go back to saying maybe those should all just be free company houses. Like I kind of feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were even talking. Well, we were even talking the other night about. I almost wish that free companies could buy the ward. Maybe they were smaller, mm -hmm. and then the free company members could have houses instead of having a mansion and rooms. Whatever, you know. There's they just they could have gone so many other ways with housing, and I don't, I don't know if they, I don't think they knew what their players wanted, and they didn't give it to us. Mm -hmm. All right, so so housing. Um, they're also good good to hear. The team is also going to increase the amount of items that can be placed in or on a property, but more details later. And in the next expansion, our players' inventory and the armory chest space will significantly increase. Yes. Thank God. I saw Dex put a tweet out that was like, send help, and it's like all of his AF. But I don't think it's the AF1, which you can put in the armory chest. It's like the AF2. Uh-huh. Right? Send help. Uh, there's no plans to nerf the amount of mental roulettes needed to obtain, oh yeah, the astro mount. So, they don't want you to grind it, guys. That's really the whole thing. That's supposed to be a long-term goal. Do your daily mentor roulette, just relax, and someday it'll be yours. I have to remember to do my mentor roulette, though. Well, you got Weeping City the last time. <laughs> I did tonight. I got Weeping City as my mentor roulette. And they don't want to use commendations, they specifically said, because they skew towards tanks and healers. Uh, just quick, uh, the team is considering a savage difficulty of Weeping City, you know, because all that stuff is too easy, but blah, blah, blah. They say Ozma's meteors may have been a little too hard. Mm. No. Okay, so no, we went into Weeping City things. yesterday, and that was kind of a gross the first half. We were There was several new people, and we wiped twice or whatever on the first one and on the second one we get to ozma one shot oh so, yeah not flawless not flawless but good but right? good enough people placed meteors properly whatever and come on i don't know i don't i just don't believe that you really need to nerf ozma what you need is people to be aware of how to stack meteors and maybe they'll go back and say hey maybe i can beat turn nine you know, like, teach people how to drop meteors. This is an okay place. You're only dropping two, I think. Well, and it's the, it's the giant evil void zone, right? So don't overlap them. You can take one, but you can't take both of them. It's not... I, I guess maybe if they were going to adjust something, I guess they could maybe make them a little smaller. But that's all I could think of. Like the AOE distance or something. Yeah, like just maybe make them a little bit smaller. I still think the two meteor mechanics and you've just got yeah. to know not to stack on top of each other. They give you room to do it. It's a it's an understanding thing. You can't have the right. expectation that everybody knows how to drop meteors a quick. And that's all it took. A couple of people said, hey, make sure you drop meteors to the back and to the left. Back and to the left. Back into the left. Back Sorry. The, yeah. Sorry. I was going into a JFK <laughs> movie thing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just easy enough to uh, to do. 
Well, and I've done Weeping City many times now because I could not get a drop I wanted. So this week I did it over and over and over again. And I found that basically what would happen is you'd run in, either someone would take charge and tell the Alliance what to do, or no one would take charge and tell the Alliance what to do. So either way, usually you'd wipe or or it would go poorly or whatever. But then people would be like, okay, I saw you didn't do this. What you need to do is that, you know, we had a corrective activity during uh, Ozma where the tank was in the wrong, he was like, he moved over and stacked when it was square mm-hmm. and like beamed everybody. Well, and then the poor guy died. And I'm like, how did you die? The healers could have, must have had their thumbs up their ass. I don't know. Not these healers. No, no, this was a pug, not you. Indeed. But uh, <laughs> indeed, I don't, I don't, I. People keep talking about Weeping City and how hard it is, and I'm like, I don't think it's any harder than World of Darkness. I Dark think it's a badge was. of honor, honestly. This is a difficulty that people are. I want a difficulty that people bitch, but they clear it. And this is this is a nice difficulty, I think. You know, I think I'm made for harder stuff than Weeping City. Not terribly much harder, but Weeping City is a good place <laughs> to start. But for, for Weeping City, and I think for even casual, I mean, we took our friend Million for the first time. He's playing catch-up on an alt, and he took that alt for the first time in there and didn't really have a lot of difficulty except when, you know, the tank was facing it the wrong direction and things like that. <laughs> not have Not our friend's fault at all. And it's it's just one of those things. You just have to learn to adapt. You learn the fight, whatever. But for if I was Yoshida, I would say, you know what? The clear rate on this is is pretty okay. This is the kind of difficulty we need to move forward to. If they did a if they did a Savage Weeping City, I don't know how I feel about Savage Twenty Four Man Raid in that sense. Maybe not yeah. the Crystal Tower because there were too many there were too many things that were dependent on the other teams doing what they were supposed to do. Whereas Weeping City is more like everybody needs to do their own thing, but they all do need to do their thing because you won't beat the fight if not everybody's still up by the end of it, so to speak. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Savage. It, ask me later. The eight, <laughs> the eight ball is cloudy. No, I, give me give. See, but I also people will hate this, but I don't necessarily want hard modes of content I already have. I still miss Coil where it was part of our reward was seeing it. I'm going to put this video up, Yelta. I just, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I watched tonight. I was going through some old stuff and I found our uh, turn six clear of ours. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, like original group. And it was not original, original. No Cartman was in it, but, but after Cartman. And the, I, I almost wanted to shed a tear. It was like, I, I loved Coil so much. I felt mm-hmm. so connected with the binding coil that i'm still looking at i feel like i'm chasing the dragon ha 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 you're chasing <laughs> chasing, chasing bahamut the dragon yeah <laughs> but but i am i'm chasing those <laughs> those coil feels and i need something harder than weeping city but not as brick wallish as a a1s was at the beginning i i don't know i i I'm I'm waiting for that magic wand to put our set back together and give us Coil back in some way. But anyway, I'll digress. Yeah. Coil was amazing. <laughs> Weeping City <laughs> is fun. I don't know how I feel about a Savage Mode Weeping City, but I too would want to see newer content and really something that draws me in to the story. I think maybe Deep Dungeon will have something for me there. We'll see. 
All right, then they talked about the Revenge of the Horde uh, main story. How, you know how the the entire patch it was it was about the story, and another story was in the side quest. It's, Yoshida feels like that's a good tempo tempo for telling the story, mm. uh, but for the but for the expansion pack, they need the story quest not only to advance the plot but help characters level up. So, agreed. Um, players wanting to tack people want to stack time worn dragon skin maps. It's going to take time and effort to get them to work that way, but they're considering developing it. I, you know, mm. it could be fun, I guess, to stack them. Yeah. But I kind of like I, the aspect that we've of, got. That's kind of what, well, that's kind of what keeps it a little bit rare, though, right? That's it. I can only carry well me and all my me and all my uh, you know retainers. It's a it's a a finite supply, right? So, and yeah, you can mail them into each other, and yeah, you can. You know, buy them off the auction house, but I think that what's is what keeps them valuable is that you cannot have a stack of twenty or ninety nine. I, I really like where where they are with dragon skin maps. I almost don't want to see them stackable. And in the same regard, I do love Aquapolis, but what I also love about Aquapolis is that it's not something you can. Yeah, we did like twenty maps one night or whatever, but you <laughs> we just won't do that again. But no, you just no. can't do twenty maps over and over and over. With the stack, it kind of says like, hey. Let's do 20 maps. But I think there's something fun about saying like, hey, you can't eat dessert until you have dinner. You can't have it every meal. You just have to you have to pace yourself. And if we do, you know, two or three maps a piece and there's six of us or whatever, and that's, woo, that's a good session. We'll come back next week or in a few days or something. I, I feel in that regard, not non-stackable dragon skin maps helps pace map farming. It's a limiting factor, and I think that's part of what keeps it special. I know it's kind of a soft lockout almost. You know what I mean? I don't know. I do, but I was drinking water. <laughs> right? I'm like, crickets. He doesn't, he doesn't agree. He hates me. Ruby hates me. Yes, and I'm no. drowning. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, mounts. Oh, some of the mounts have special actions you can do when you're riding them around like for Beastman Tribes. But when you're not doing it for Beastman Tribes, you, you can't do it. So uh, they're going to look into that because they'll, they'll add them. They, they've done that before. Uh, Alliance roulettes for 24-man content, such as Crystal Towel and, and Macaque. <laughs> I, I can only say Macaque now because that's how you say it. Um, You're welcome. Well, oh, and would you please fucking do it for the diadem then? Give me real diadem? alliances. What do you want me to call diadem. it? Diadem. Diadem. Oh, diadem. No, alliances. Oh, I got you. Alliance roulettes or something. Anyway, alliance roulettes is great. Please, please do it. I don't know why I consider an alliance raid roulette. Well, okay, I get the raid roulette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So just roulette for raids. That's all it would be. I don't know. Or you could click the five roulette or five raids you're interested in and, and call it a roulette. But anyway, oh, people probably want a bonus for it, yeah. though. All right. Uh, the housing team is watching and listening to players for the requests on adding a stage for furnishing items. I know if you go into a lot of free company houses, especially larger ones, you go into the basement and there's like a catwalk and chairs because a lot of people do like fashion shows mm -hmm. and stuff. Maybe strip clubs. I oh, don't know. Where's the where's the oh. Lala pole dancers? <laughs> the, I'm sure they're looking into it. I'm sure there's people uh, who want it. <laughs> Players have requested an a uh, role-playing icon next to characters who are role-playing. I, I can see that, you know. That's an now, easy not fix. To run I up. mean, they put us yeah, four different it. crowns. It's easy to do that. Yeah. 
Oh, this next one I am for. Okay, so when they did the Gold Saucer event, I felt like they brought their rewards up to where they should be. It felt like I, I'm like, oh, I have to go to the Gold Saucer today because I'm saving up for a Fenrir. And now they took that away, and it's like, oh, I guess I could take it or not. Uh, they're considering doing a rotating MGP bonus on events in the Gold Saucer. I think that's great. If it's like one week is triple triad and the next week is chokeable races and the next week is fates and the next week is cackpots we would like those people who want a chokeable race would know what week to focus on yes i think it would be way more fun right yes and it's this is something easy they can implement um i have ideas in my head but i'm sure they've got better ones and they can rotate it and give us ways that we can know what bonus we're getting as we go into the gold saucer that day or week I think it's a great idea. I kind of liked getting 16k MGP instead of 10k on a on a solid scratch off ticket. I'd like to see more. I'd like to give me more incentive to go there first. You know, sometimes I'm like, well, I need to go to the gold saucer, and sometimes we do other things. It's like, oh, I forgot to go to the gold saucer today. Um, I I want a reason but to no, go, but not enough, not enough to stay up ten. Not minutes, enough, right? yeah, not enough to say. You know what? I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want a reason to go. I think it's great. <laughs> maybe i'm just a greedy bitch but yeah i found those rewards to be more in line with what felt satisfying so i guess bigger number syndrome maybe mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so uh they're also going to give us new sleeping poses in 3.35 that's next month folks each each race slash gender will get two new poses that's okay that's cool <laughs> yeah i heard uh the c poses in the works for sleeping C-pose? Or so, a new one for sleeping. Oh. It's in another article. I think we'll cover it shortly. Um, They're going to give us another way to uh, report RMT, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, some sort of, like, fast, I think, like, a fast flagging system. And if you get enough people, they'll get sent to jail. I don't know. Well, we've what, talked about this in the past, too. Yeah. Like, why wasn't there a system when... If 20 reports came in on the same name, it triggered an event. I mean, I think they should just auto-send them to a jail and let's see what happens after that. Have a GM come talk to them after that. Well, like after 20 reports, just mute them completely for half an hour or something. I don't know, something. And if it ha- I don't know. If you had 20 people flag you as an RMT, they should just ban you. I'm sorry. Or, well, maybe not ban because like, a free company could really... Yeah, I guess they could just really should, turn should. on somebody if they wanted to do something <laughs> nasty. But then you go back and look at the chat logs briefly, and then you can yeah. understand what's going on. Uh, but yes, I agree. Some, there should be some event trigger. Yeah, mute the, mute the character and have a GM respond to them after you know a threshold is met. Just throw them in the throw them in the jail. Throw them in jail, man. Throw them in jail. You know what's going to happen then is like everybody who wants to see what the jail looks like is going to be like everybody report me as RMT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just start banning those people. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Slepnir is going to be a mount that can fly. I wish they'd redo Slepnir. Oh. I don't like the model. So you got pay to fly now, huh? <laughs> I, te- yes. I tease. I wish they would put Slepnir in that fight. I am Who does so that salty. Now? Who does Odin for any reason? I don't know, but the glam. I, I would glamour. go back into Oma for glam. I would go back into Odin for glamour, but no one else wants to. And. I would go back there for sure to farm a pony, but no, I bought my pony for $24 fucking dollars, and I'm salty about it. But anyway, all right, 
Deep Dungeon Dash Palace of the Dead. This is, I think, what most of us are looking forward to the most in 3.35 in a month. Ooh, when, I f- when are they going to tell us the date? They gave us like July. a... July. Somewhere July, July is all we know. So probably a Tuesday in July because I really, really want to take the day off and I just want to like do Deep Dungeon until I can't sit up anymore. Well, okay. <laughs> Palace of the Dead. Uh, you have to go to Quarry Mill. I, I think you have to be level 17 to do it uh, and you just have to in- talk to an NPC. They do suggest that and most of us called it way earlier... You may have want to actually have cleared Tamtara Deepcraft hard to kind of, you know, get the whole picture, which kind of bothers me. So if you can go in there as level 17, but it's kind of out of sync time-wise because you couldn't have done Tamtara Deepcraft oh, but, hard. But we can't have out of sync time-wise because, you know, instead we should just level them up to 60 and... Give them free access anyway. We're gonna Something we're gonna different. rant about Something that later, different. sweetie. But 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 <laughs> I, yeah, I'm with you. It's a little anachronistic to you know see uh, decapitated people and their psycho girlfriends um, to before Tamtara deep cropped. Although I guess you do get to see Edda and company in front of Sastasha and the other two dungeons, which you know Sastasha 15, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it kind of makes sense, but... You, well, and you actually interact with Edda after one of those dungeons, right? She comes to you and she's like, you're my hero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Playing another... By the way, if you have not done it yet, roll another character and just level up a while, and you're going to be like, oh my god, I didn't realize they talked about this at level 20. I didn't realize that you met this person at level 17. Do it. <laughs> but... uh. uh I am pumped that it is Tamtara. I'm pumped that it's Edda. You know, he said that, you know, they, he was going to use her again. I've never seen the ghost, guys. I haven't I seen the, see ghost the ghost either. And uh, I thought when they announced the ghost that there was a ghost actually for all three towns. I guess Does anyone not. Know? Does anybody know anything about that? Any listener knows anything? Because I've only ever seen screenshots of uh, back by the Carpenter's Guild. Well, I guess she definitely haunts Gradania. We know this. Uh huh. But why? For sure. But why? Yeah. All right. Well, Gradania is the closest town to, to Tamtara. Oh, to Tamtara. That's 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 where the Hellmoth is. Uh, okay. So yeah, you talk to the quarry, the NPC in Quarry Mill. You can uh, use a finder, but not the duty finder to match yourself with other players. I don't understand that. Anyway, but it's 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 locked up by floors, right? So you can only progress from the same floor you've been from before or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you don't know what job you're going to be when you get in there it sounds like. You can end up with a party of four healers or four DPS. It's it's really it sounds very odd and different and they've said that. They've said right out this is very different. Uh, you start out as level 1 and everything you every, you can have the best in slot for your class it doesn't matter when you come in here so and you're gonna have a weapon and armor exclusive to the deep dungeon that will be powered up and and they talked about it somewhere where like as you open chests or as you do something or defeat i can't remember what it was but as you progress you will power up this weapon and armor the floors are randomly generated and can have different restrictions like the inability to use sprint or items or you know so at one point they're like you could like not be able to raise anyone or yeah depending on what's going on yeah. at that time 
I know some big takeaways from this are going to be the glowing weapon that you can get by by leveling that weapon up to a certain degree, and that it would have some kind of... Uh, it'd be worth taking outside of the dungeon at that point. Once you get it to a, to a spot you can take it out, it, it, it may be worth taking out. I don't know if it's on, on par with a relic or what, but it's worth taking outside. And the other is that... And I don't know if I see it in here, but it's the the experience that you gain has uh, a carryover into the real world. And by by the sounds of it, it's something that a level 17 could go into. And I think if they really got lost in it and was like, you know what, I'm not going to do much more story. I, I like this deep dungeon enough. I'm going to keep doing it. I think they could do it enough to level up their character. Now, they said it wasn't a one to one ratio, but it could be an alternate way of leveling up a low-level character in a short period of time, especially if you have friends or if you're an alt. Oh, yeah, leveling alts is what I really thought about this, yeah. Oh, I never, I didn't read this. You can use certain items to transform into other mo- into monsters like Succubus and Manticore. Neat. <laughs> and you can use their abilities to create... It sounds like they really have used their imagination in here. Uh, there's no daily or weekly lockouts. You can play with, you know... Level 17 and up friends. You don't need a strict party composition. However, it is only for a player. I'm a little worried that people will try it and be like, yep, get their weapon and be like, whatever. Mm, Maybe so. It even looks like there's like a new game plus. Like you get two save files and then... You can carry Wait, no, the two the well the two save files are for I want to try one solo Mm -hmm. and that saves my whatever I whatever every 10 levels there and the other one is for here's where I ran with my party so it's just two save files it's not a plus so I don't know what I really hope is while I don't think this is going to be something that's like gonna change my way of gaming at an end game level I am hoping that if people find this fun and interesting that eventually they make a hard eight-man version or something Right with different rewards, oh, sure. or this is totally that's expandable, and they they sound yeah. like they really want to expand it to a point that it becomes hardcore when you get to those level two hundred, close yeah. to, uh, which is not going to be implemented immediately, but but they want well, to make it that difficult. Yeah, they've got up to uh, they've got the first fifty floors, and then they're going to do up to a hundred, and two hundred is a stretch goal. They said so. I don't know. It looks very interesting. I'm hopeful because it shows imagination and creativity. <laughs> or it could be a shitstorm. We'll see. But, all right. Uh, merchandise and fan festival stuff for 2016. We are going to have a kitty cat plushie. Our favorite. Kate Sith. And it's... that. This is where those giant ears with the crown comes from. Is from So I must have it because it's an item. Must in-game item. <laughs> so... Uh, by now, if you're listening to this, you've already missed ordering the first round of tickets, but you should have an email if you're a current subscriber, active subscriber, you should have an email about ticket sales for Fan Festival. You re- check your uh, promotions inbox. That's where mine's at. Yeah. If you use Gmail, it gets sorted into a promotions tab. I know some people didn't get theirs, uh, and, uh. But I've I've heard nothing but good things from people who didn't get theirs but contacted Essie. Have you heard any horror stories not, that Essie wasn't able to help until them? tomorrow? I haven't heard any horror <laughs> stories. I I've heard a lot of people who didn't get their 
I heard I didn't get my email and then but I have not heard anything saying anything other than uh, help was able to help me. Yeah, I, I've seen the tweets like, please contact us at here to find out how we can help you with that. And I haven't heard anything like screw you, Square Enix, you didn't help me. So it must be good, right? Right. That's what I'm that's what I'm hopeful. If you if if you have not yet been satisfied, contact them. So uh we're getting a plushie. The it's available at the start of Gamescom twenty sixteen. Pre order is today, which means I should go get it. I don't know what else. Uh Fan Fest is of course in Las Vegas at the Paris, the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. The thirteenth is only badge pickup, it looks like. Yeah, it's not kinda like last time. Yeah, and I, I think I reserved my hotel. I went to look and because uh, I was going to reserve, I already reserved a room, a, a nice suite actually. And then uh, people are like, okay, well, you've got the email and the link now. Go and see if you can get a better deal. But they don't have the nice room I want. And I decided that I want my nice room <laughs> and not the cheap price. Well, all right. I. I, I'm hoping to talk Olf into a room party. Well, so. uh, you know, the Paris prices we had we had already booked, and we went back through the link that they gave us. Uh, we'll cover that when we talk about the FanFest announcement. But through that link, we were able to reduce our hotel price by $403. So it's Holy worth shit. using that link <laughs> if you are going. Uh, more details ahead, folks. Keep listening to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we'll cover the rest of that fan festival stuff. Let's go. Let's skip over now to the gamer escape letter. Ooh, yes, oh, yeah. I do. I do want to say on that uh, for Nova Crystallis, thank you so much. Uh, that was written by Tony Garso. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Tony Garso. I do. He tweets a lot of cool Final Fantasy fourteen stuff. So shout out there. For sure. Yeah, I follow him too. All right, uh, Gamerscape had an interview. Uh, First of all, guys, I just want to talk about the fat chocobo. Yeah. This looks like an enormous statue that you get to sit on for real. You can. Oh, my God. Look at that girl cheesing in the corner in the bottom <laughs> right. She's like, yee. I know. She's got like this little grinny face. It's awesome. So uh, I'm looking forward to that because that's supposed to be a fan fest, right? That that thing's coming. It is supposed to be a fan fest. Yes. Awesome sauce. All right. Uh, so I... It, I I'm a little confused, but I think this must have been a group. It is interview, right? With so Gamerscape, PlayStation MMO Universe, yeah. and MMORPG.com. So mm -hmm. thanks to those guys for this. But yes, continue. I'm sorry. No, no, okay. Um, so MMORPG was their first question was about the Raid Finder and why they did not introduce it till 3.3. And I think it comes down to that should be hard. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't want to throw you together with other people. That should be hard. So yeah, it's been a long time coming for this, and they still don't have the chat systems all put together yet, and there's still issues with alliance systems and things. But um, it it seems like they they really wanted to work on this for some time. They're finally getting to where they can can introduce this now, and they do want to do more things with it, uh, like the chat system in patch three point five. They hope. Um, and a party matching system comes right in there with people being able to practice and get their feet wet. Um, it's just, they've got a lot of ideas, but we're finally getting to the part where they can start implementing them. You know, they've got a backlog like anyone else, <laughs> any other software company. So, uh, I haven't tried it yet. Have you tried the, the no, the I haven't had a chance to try that yet. And, and is this, 
what does this throw you into when we do it? Nidhogg EX or a a five through eight Savage? I don't even think it's the newest stuff yet. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure. I, this is. I wish I knew, but I haven't tried it yet. I, I'm too scared to queue up. I know we'll have to we'll have to do it for science or for science. science. All right, Gamer Escape asked, other than the glowing weapon, what sorts of rewards do we get to use outside? And this seemed a little dissection here. Uh, they must have moved on to the deep dungeon. So I'm assuming. So there's the glowing weapons deep dungeon. Mm-hmm. So the biggest reward is the the biggest reward is the glowing weapon. The other element would be experience points used for leveling. So that's that's it for the the rewards. I'm I'm hoping the reward is fun. Yes, randomness and fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Gamerscape asks, the experience points you earn in Deep Dungeon will be used to level your character outside as well. And Yoshida says yes. Uh, however, you level up in the Deep Dungeon much faster, but the XP gets translated over to, you know, your your job or class. So uh, it's not like if you are level 60 in the Deep Dungeon, you're level 60 outside. So uh, And they say that the glowing weapon is actually a high item level. So, uh, you know... Part of me wants to like hit this hard and get it. So yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. And I hope yeah. it has a very unique look and glow. Uh, something I still wish they would do is let me change the glow of my way. I'll go through hell and back some weird quest that I have to pick up a, mm-hmm. a weird green crystal if I want a green glow on my weapon. I'll I'll do it. That reminds me of some Star Wars game where you could get a crystal and have a different colored lightsaber. Probably Knights of the Old Republic. I don't remember. Knights Might of the Old Republic a- too. I play too many games. Yeah, you would like jump around and find the right crystal and God, I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to a glowy weapon. I hoping, I'm hoping, I'm assuming then we can get multiple. So that's good. I want all the glowy weapons. Yes. Uh, PSU, they said 3.3 Sorkai was a great example of a dungeon that had both interesting comment and a narrative mechanics with Hesfelger flying overhead in the fight with him. It's deeper and more interesting than some story moments in the past. And they want to hear if we're going to have more stuff like that, perhaps in 4.0. So more epic dungeons. So uh, Yoshida says, in terms of instance dungeons, it does serve a purpose also for leveling and to go in there multiple times for EXP and tombstones. This time, or the time it takes to clear the content is typically fixed. They don't want to make it so it's so dramatic that it makes it tough to go in there on multiple runs. That said, they do plan on having dramatic content coming up in the future. And while keeping that in the mind, the plotline for the next expansion is finalized and the main scenario is pretty much solidified at this point. They're hoping to bring more dungeons that are dynamic with never-before-seen dynamic. They use dynamic twice. Mm-hmm. Content. We can't say that... What it is, otherwise it would be a spoiler. It's, so. it's dynamic, I can tell it's you dynamic. that much. It's dynamic. You know, I I may be reading this wrong, but it, it sounds to me like they're either adapting or moving away from the dungeon type stuff, maybe, or changing how the dungeons will play out. Like we went from the three to two dungeons from 2.0 to 3.0. I fully expect a different change because let's let's be honest. When we get to 5.0 and stuff, are we going to have like 72 dungeons worth of stuff that we (laughs) No, They're going to have to change something because we just can't have that much stuff. You're going to have to make more variety that still tells the story, still tells a narrative. But you you can't just expect. You can't just toss it in a dungeon. Have you done Weeping City extra extra hard yet? No, I haven't. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they're going to have to do something because eventually they're going to run out of dungeons to make hard modes of, or they're going to, you know, I, how, however, so take our two new dungeons we got, right? We got Sor... Sorkai. Hi, Sorkai, which is awesome. I love that dungeon. It's fun. It's interesting. Uh, especially like, was it the second boss is a little bit of challenge the first time through? And, you know, and then I think, like, I love Hullbreaker hard, but it is such a snooze fest. Yeah. I, I just, oh, it's so I would fast like to get, and older. I would like to see the hards be done with at the end of the 3.0 stuff. Like, I feel like if there's anything they can get rid of, like, let's finish up, like, the such and such hard and let's come up with either like one new dungeon and then one new something else maybe they need a different type or an addition to deep dungeon or or some other broader piece of i don't want them to do hard modes anymore just because they have because that's the pattern now if they do decide oh my god i have an awesome idea for a dungeon but it has to take place at karn right Mm -hmm. i don't mind if they're like and you go back to karn Maybe call it something else. Don't call it double hard. I don't mind if they reuse an area or a dungeon for like or a something. boss rush or something. I would have no problem yeah. with that. Yeah, but I don't. I feel like right now they feel like one new dungeon, one hard dungeon, one new dungeon, one hard dungeon. They like every other patch, one new twenty-four man raid, and now they're 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 trying to branch out, and I appreciate that. But they you can't just keep adding these 20 minute dungeons forever. I do think they're waking up with the way that they have changed the way the quest worked out this time. Less quests, longer story, more victory lap. Um, (laughs) It seems like they're changing the way they're done that you can either take breaks in between or you don't feel as rushed, but you also get the full story. I like where they're going with it. I think what I like is that it's experimental and they're trying Mm -hmm. things. They have definitely, I, like I said, I'm replay. I'm playing a brand new character on another server, and they they have learned from some of their mistakes, like giant cutscenes in the middle of a dungeon. Right? Bad idea. If you're yeah, a dude getting left behind. Oh my god! Uh, whatever that shit was with all the mechs and. Yeah, this it, awesome dungeon. On honestly, awesome cutscenes. Yeah, so it's awesome, but no one will wait. And I'm I'm even beyond saying, oh, everybody should wait. Because you know what? You queue up, you pop in, and you're like, I want to get this shit done. And yeah, I I want newbies to have their first time. But me and this paladin, I mean, we were just booking it, just trying to get into a fight. And, but but I, I, and I kind of noticed, like, like, they used to sometimes have cut scenes as the final boss of something died but like they started at like keeper of the lake or something the you'd kill the boss and it would end and then as you exited the dungeon it would do the cutscene. so they they're learning right they're it, it is evolving so i'm, I'm hoping it can be taught they can't be taught so anyway all right guys the next one. Oh. Okay. Oh, and this is this is part of the, what I was saying too. MMORPG asked about because each patch builds on the one previous to it. You know, are there any lessons you feel like you've learned since the game has gone live? You know, bringing to three point three and further content. And Yoshida said uh, one of the lessons learned was how to set an appropriate drop rate and how long it should take to clear certain content. I personally disagree. Some of that stuff clears too fast, but. I guess I just get to run more of it then. Hmm. 
Uh, Yoshida said, another example is a 24-man raid. We felt the Void arc was a little too easy, and we noticed the players got used to that environment. So when the new raid content came out, and we had a more challenging difficulty. There were a lot of players asking us to nerf the content. So it was a big lesson we learned. It might not be a good idea to have a situation where people are complacent in the content. So we need to consider how we set the difficulty level and how to maintain it. It may not necessarily mean that as long as players are having fun, that all is well. I love this 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 paragraph. I love it because he's not saying nerf it to make everyone happy. He's saying maybe if we kept it a little bit challenging, they wouldn't be fucking shocked when we made there them we dodge go. something. Yes, I agree with this. Now, this is one gem in the midst of shit that's about to un- unload on us. But the, the Yoshida does have the right idea with this. Void arc is way too easy. Like, you don't really have to do many of the mechanics at all. Like, take screenshots, you can goof around. It's not mechanically heavy. It's just kind of tank and spank. And, um, you know, that was that is a change that we came from because before that, we were dealing with um, the, the behemoth. Or what, what What was it, where you had to go in the belly and the chains? and? Oh, yeah, Cerebrus. Yeah, yeah, the Cerebrus. There was way more man- mechanics, right? So the, what is it, dragon with a bunch of heads, you had to actually do things. You had to stand on blobs so they wouldn't keep spawning. You had to, there was DPS, DPS races. Uh, World, Cloud of Darkness herself, there were so many mechanics. You know, you have the thing that yeah. chases you and you got to run and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, now we actually have some of those mechanics back, like stand in the circles and run because the thing is chasing you. And, and people have completely forgotten how to do them. Like, people are not doing mechanics. And that's what was wiping us on the, on the fights last night. Well, okay, to be fair, though, they need to decide what means what. Because it's a little bit hard for some people to be like the first half of the fight, don't stand in the green goo. But the second of the half of the fight, yes. do stand in the green goo. And and that's fine, but they should have like made it topsy-turvy world. or cha- There's not enough of a hint that they have now changed. I do love the fact that so most of the stack icons are the same now. Most of the spread icons are the same now. Uh, they've added uh, pretty much anything that you, if you're looking at the boss, you should turn away. They've now added like this quick, it's really fast. It's like a red eye yes, on the mob. On so turn, turn away. I love that. It's Most not of those a, even say something too. Yes. Well, but, and that's where, and that's why I wish people were more patient though, because if you run through once, wipe, but now you've seen it and you're like, oh, fuck. Okay. They said this. And so the second time you should clear, but Ruby, what you you were there last night when we were doing Weeping City. I have never seen so many people fucking drop. Oh yes, and refill and drop and refill. I think out of that twenty four man raid, I bet you fourteen of them got replaced at least once. Mm-hmm. It was it was really weird and without I've comment. Never, yeah, there wasn't nothing, there just, was no just, salty talk. It just people would just no. disappear. Anyway, all right. Okay. You ready? I'm not ready. Well, I'm how how ready. how long were you in, oh in into the podcast right now, Yelta? What are we were you like an hour we're into a, it or we're something? We're at an hour right now. So we're in so. an hour and it's rant time. I'm I am ready. I don't get me wrong, guys. Overall, I love this game. But here we go. Gamer Escaped asked the hard question 
and thank you. Oh, seriously, <laughs> seriously to these guys, because it wasn't a lot. We're not really covering the live letter because the live letter. These are good questions. These interviewers have all asked good questions. Gamerscape has a good question here. Continue. No taco question, though. No taco right. well, still. Yes, we we're need gonna, a taco we're gonna, question. We're going to do it. Um, I'm just going to read it. Gamerscape asked, you previously said previously said that 4.0 won't be story gated. We were wondering if you could elaborate on what your plans are for that. I'm just gonna stop right there because, again, I am leveling another character, another server, and there's a lot of fluff, right? I'm level 52, almost 52, and I'm in 2.1 patch cycle, right? They and I'm like they're like go fix an earring and I'm like fuck you let me go kill Levi or whatever. You've seen the fuck some is next. fat that they could cut off. <laughs> there is stuff they could cut, <clears throat> but I like the fact that Heavensward was gated by the 2.0 series. However, I think it would be a huge mistake if they made 4.0 gated behind both. Yes. Right. It should be some sort of side story. So please remember that in our further rants. But, okay. So Yoshida says, In the terms of the story, the narratives are continuous. The expectation is that the players will start with a Realm Reborn and continue through the expansion. The lesson with having 3.0 released was that all of the content was in the expansion wasn't accessible till you beat a Realm Reborn. The feedback, especially from the Western audiences, was that players weren't able to access any of the Heavensward content until having completed 2.0. And actually 2.55, guys, really. You had to actually clear all of it. Not just 2.0 is very different than 2.55. We would still like players to get through the story content, but some of the elements of the expansion were considering letting players access certain elements without having to complete content from A Realm Reborn. Guys, I'm for that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I really think, I think honestly, if they could have, so many people came back, they had played for a while, maybe through 2.1, 2.2, but not through 2.55 or whatever it was. And they're like, I want to come back and play Dark Knight. They're like, that sounds like the job for me. But they log back in and they can't. Right. Mm, womp womp. So womp womp. So, you know, I think one of the things they could do is not perhaps I don't mind having a quest to unlock a new job. Eleven had that. I loved that. Even make it hard. But don't make them do all these months worth of patches and fetch quests and whatever. Just write it in a way that I can have and maybe make them go ahead and maybe make them clear 2.0. Not 2.1, not 2.2, 2.0. When you first see the credits roll, that is less than 48 hours of game time. I know because I did it. Yeah. Right? So make them go ahead and clear. You are now the fucking hero of all the world, right, at that point. And, yeah, maybe that, you know, gets you enough street cred to unlock Red Mage, Exactly. And Dark Knight <laughs> and uh, Astrologian. And I think that's enough. I think once you do that. Yeah. And here's where I would say, Yoshida, here's where you should ask us, you know, how you would see that. Because clear you're, you're, clearly you're being anachronistic with uh, Edda appearing in level 17. So this doesn't, this shouldn't really mess with you too much if you're worried about dropping the gates to Ishgard. Other adventurers clearly have gone before it could be easily done with a quest or an item or a quest to get a 
key item that allows you to go in with a little bit of backstory and maybe a little message that says, you're skipping ahead of some story content to allow you in. Keep in mind, there are other quests available that can tell you more about your road to Ishgard. But with this key item, we allow you in, etc. That's that's ideas that we have, but that, I don't think that's I don't think Yoshida's asked our opinion on this. No, case. no, there's gonna be a smuggler's map sneaking through the grates, whatever. You know, it, there's there's a way this they can handle it, and I think 4.0 should not be based on clearing 3.0. And on in fact, when 4.0 comes out, I don't mind if they ease the gates into 3.0. Maybe you can get into Ishgard after whatever. So. What did he say? What did he say? Um, they are still considering letting players access certain elements, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, hey, this is it, guys. This is the part. I'm just going to read it. Another thing we're debating internally is whether or not to have something like World of Warcraft's jumping potion that would work with both levels and story. The Chinese version actually has something similar to this already. I'm trying to decide if something like this should be timed with 4.0. This is stupid. Because okay, we can already. Ruby, would you tell me what, it, no, what is a this Warcraft is, jumping potion? This is so ignorant because we can already jump in this game. I can hit the space bar and jump at any freaking time <laughs> in this game. Why the hell do I need a potion to jump, Yelta? I'm, I'm a 1.0 bitch who voted no, no jumping. jumping. So. No jumping. But that's no not the jumping. jumping they're talking no. about. No, this is. So, like, like, Warcraft always. I know that whenever I see ads, they're like, and. Get one max level character. Is that what they're talking about? That's exactly what they're talking about. Resubscribe and get one max level. Okay. And I know... Okay, I'm going to read it. I'm going to just keep reading. Keep reading. Okay. Why would have players pay to jump over levels or jump over and skip levels? And it's something that can be considered in Final Fantasy XIV as well. Of course, that... This isn't so we can make money off of players wanting to skip the content. <laughs> but there's always been the debate of when we bring in new players. If an existing player wants to bring in a new player, there's a disparity with the level gap between them. Especially if the player has gone through all the content and their friend is just starting. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Oh no, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. It would be such an effort for the new player to catch up. I feel that we might have to bridge that gap and have that available as an option. Whether or not actually implement that or offer it as a purchasable option still hasn't been decided. Fuck you, Yoshida. Yep, yep. Do you know what happens? Okay, you know what happens when I get someone new who joins our group or a friend who rolls an alt or my husband who goes on the road for three weeks and is behind. You know what happens? I don't want them to fucking catch up to me. You know what I do? I take some time out of my day, and I level sync back with them in a dungeon, and I help them farm whatever. I help them through story. We don't need a way to catch up, because this game has already made it so easy to play with people lower level than me. That was we the do whole point of those mechanics. Shit. So we could yes. help lower level people. Now you're leveling an alt. How long did it take you to get levels on your alt? On Goblin? Like like to get to 50? Yeah. I pretty much only touched the main scenario quests. I did once the roulettes opened up. And I also did all my guild tests and uh, the per class hunt log. That's it. That's all I did. I was over level 50 by the time I hit the uh, last storyline missions for 2.0 mm-hmm. for the credits roll. EXP is not the issue, guys. Nope. I, somebody, yeah, I can't tell you I, how I many times s- I see in the mentor roulette, not mentor roulette, the mentor chat, the mentor channel, 
Hey guys, I'm level 25. Where's the first dungeon? Level's not the problem. <sighs> level is not the problem. I, I see level 30 people posting, when do I get a mount? Mm. Leveling mm -hmm. is not the problem with no. this game. We don't no. need a potion to get you to 60. We need a way to cut the fat off of these quests so they can streamline getting to Ishgard or getting through the storyline so they can get to a content place with other people so we can share share content together. Maybe not an eye-level place, but a place where they can actually get the jobs that they want to play and start there. If the issue is Ishgard, drop the gate. If the issue is the levels, give us a way to get the levels. But with extra XP for fates, level sinking, God, we haven't even experienced the deep dungeon, but the deep dungeon at 17 will carry the XP over. Uh, does anybody remember what guild hests are? Um, I know, I do my, I do my guild hests. I do leave quests, guild hests, hunt logs, main scenario, and then, of course, you have class quests and job quests. You know, Yosh Yoshida uh, really they tried from 1.0 on. He was like, well, we got to cut this. We're going to cut this. We're going to cut this. Getting to 2.0 so it's a more streamlined thing. And, yeah, they changed. They made it into a, a WoW-type game and all this stuff. The, che the feel felt different. The mechanics were different. A lot of great, great things were done to this game. But we still had crap that lingered on, like classes and then things that they cut out that they could have used in certain ways. And I feel like, once again, the way they padded the story or they made the... the we talked about this last night, Yelta. It was as if they stretched this fetch quest to make enough content to carry over the 2.0 storyline. Oh, I think they were buying time. They I were think buying they, time. They, we don't yeah. need to do that anymore. Half strip of the those, things with the icons. those earring quests yes, out. Get those and, out. Yeah, make them side quests. Make them Moogle quests. I, where you have to find Menphilia's uh, adoptive mother and then you have to go fix her earrings, make that a Moogle quest because that's really about her history. Yeah, that's the right? that's the no, story I don't, her. Yeah. And, then, and then, you know what the next two quests are? I was ranting to Olaf on my way home. I'm like, and the next two quests are like, go gather some tea leaves and then go kill two morbles. No! Get me on to something important. Get me to the next scion. Something to get tell the Something. narrative and be done with it. And I am so fine if this is what they have to do to make the player read, a, you know, five cut scenes, run somewhere, talk to these NPCs. And I don't care how they do it. To me, this is like PvP. I don't care what the story is. Get them to the spot where they can play with each other and then go from there. It's not a lore problem. The designers designed a shitty system of getting to somewhere. They should have never locked the Ishgard behind that. There should have been some maybe series of quests to get you into Ishgard yeah, outside of I, that. I think Ishgard should have had an unlock. I really, really do because it felt, it actually felt good that I finally got into Ishgard. But maybe that's because as a 1.0 player. As a 1.0 player. And I was the like, curse oh, of 1.0. Next month they'll un unlock Ishgard, surely. But um, no, I and I, but I keep thinking about about eleven, right? How getting to Juno was a big deal, not quest wise, but but then getting to Kazam, get farming keys, right? Right. I do feel like there should. Well, what be What do they do? What do they do now? Now they've dropped all that stuff. You do just some mm, easy yeah. peasy stuff, but I, well, that's cumbersome. And, but uh, 
but it's an old game. It is at old. This point, no one's doing that anymore. But um, I do think there should be some sort of limit breaks. You know, some sort of quest that's like, yes, you have now earned entrance into Ishgard because part of Ishgard's lore is we ain't letting you in. Mm. That and we hate dragons, right? So, whatever. I just, I am so. Levels aren't the issue, and if you have to streamline some streamline some shit, then do it. And 4.0 shouldn't make you do Heavensward, in my mind. Agreed. They're going to piss me off if I have to do a bunch of shit to get Red Mage. <laughs> well, I don't mind if it's a quest. I don't, oh, mind, I don't mind, like, 11 unlocking shit, right? People, once people see Red Mage, they're going to flock. They're going to go nuts. If they, see, if they see Samurai and Red Mage and Dancer or something like that, they, or Blue Mage, or they're going to beat the it's doors It's going to be down. an orgy in the streets. Oh, big time. It's gonna be... But if it takes you going from 2.0 to 3.0 to get to the streets of Alamigo to get there, there are going to be riots in Cleveland, which there are not any, but, you know, basketball. <laughs> I don't see the sport <laughs> ball thing. I don't know. I heard a... I heard a fire truck was stolen, but not really. Anyway. <laughs> Blame the lawless. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we are against a jump potion, especially at this point. This is not a 10-year-old game, right? Where someone's like, oh, I wonder what WoW is. And, oh, okay. I'll buy an automatic, you know, jump potion. So, anyway, we will move on. What is the next one? What is the next one? I'm kind of I'm kind of spent talking about this <laughs> jump potion shit. I, the jump potion. No, is a serious just, no. Okay, and oh wait, we have one more thing about the jump potion. Yeah. So you know I have huge fucking ash ass issues with the cash shop to begin with, mm-hmm. right? I barely tolerate it when it's cosmetic. It makes me a little angry when it's item. It makes me very angry when it's items like Slepnir or minions or things I can only get through the cash shop. This, this is an in-game advantage. This is pay to win, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. You're not winning many prizes by getting to sixty, but at the same time, I'm, I I actually did fun. fight to sixty, and it may have only taken forty-eight hours, but I I fought to sixty. So I think everybody should should get their ass in gear and get experience like the rest of us. All right. Uh, PSU asked, last year I talked to you about the process of writing, creating characters for 2.x and through Hino. And in that time, you said the characters you enjoyed the most were the ones that didn't have existing lore baggage from 1.0. Looking back at 3.x now, I'd love to know which characters or personalities were the most rewarding for you to write or create. Apparently, Yoshida likes Alphano. Hmm. Which is hilarious because so much in the community fucking hates they hate him. him. They hate him. They hate him. I don't hate him, but the community fucking doesn't like Alphano. He is, you know, he's kind of a well-to-do, smart, ambitious, idealistic. He, he's falling. Yeah, but he's falling into he's young, the Benfilia right? kind of role because, yes, he does fight at least. What he do does you really stuff. do, right? Yeah, but what is he <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Yoshi P also likes uh, Estinian, which I love Estinian, and you know, I am... I thought about no something about Estinian. No spoilers, but happy. What's been happy? But I'm happy about Estinian. You should be. Uh, he's, okay. he's a 1.0 carryover that's actually a good thing that carried over. 
from 1.0 because he was right there in the beginning. I never was a dragoon in 1.0. And uh, Ooh, see, back when they did those dragon fights, and he there was a dragoon who had a dragon, and you had to fight him, and, and it confused so many of us because we were like, dragoons hate dragons. I don't, I don't know. Right, right. And there was some, there was some confusion there. But then also, Astinian was trying to kill you, and uh, I asked Cinna about it because I didn't have any of those quests done in 1.0. So of course, there's a little change in the story when you see Astinian again. In 2.0, he's like, don't worry, I'm not here to kill you this time. So it's interesting to see his evolution, because I still I still hearken to the 1.0 days that their spirits, the spirit of the characters themselves, like uh, the Scions and Mamodi and the rest of those guys, that they really all were their true selves in 1.0, Philamine, um, and that they actually carried over into the 2.0 and now 3.0 storyline, and I feel like Heaven's Word is still kind of a um, a love story to 1.0 in a way because it's that it's one last thread from the old 1.0 storyline that that really gets discussed, and uh, that's that's the character of Astinian. So, <laughs> I, okay, yeah, I I personally think it's pretty cool that they they were. Now I'm tired of 1.0 at this point. Like other than my Dalamid Horde. Let's, let's hey, and my raven earrings. My raven earrings. The earrings, of course. All right, MORPG says with items, Heaven's Word is interesting with the diversity on how they look like weapons, look like weapons, and this is the sentence is hurting me. Anyway, I think they're talking about how things look. Uh, we're still seeing items, however, that only have marginal upgrades. Have you given any thought or concerns to diversifying items from a gameplay standpoint, like changing how your ability works? Or anything like that. We, Ruby, you and I have talked about this shit. Mm. We have discussed how boring the weapon and armor stats are in this game compared to other games, and actually how how boring end game gear, not even end game, like tombstone gear, and how boring our gear is as far as set. There's no set bonuses. Right. Okay. Super early gear. If you go to your grand company and get like level 30 gear, you get fucking set bonuses. Yep. You get, you get like bonuses. Oh, and if you use a sanction scroll, you get more bonuses. Yep. That's game breaking. We can't have that shit. Too, guys. too hard we to can't. balance. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much what you should just says. So, so, Okay, I'm gonna read. He says it. other MMOs have done this and haven't been successful with it. And I, and I just don't bull- believe that. That's bullshit. I, I have played MMOs where I played WoW. We had a set bonus in WoW. And that Eleven, game went to I, shit, right? That game is not successful at all. No, People no, were flocking back to it. Ruby, I see Cinder once in a while tweet something that's like must resist, I and I'm like, honey, a guy who- honey, don't go. Go play a little bit. I Come talked back. to a guy at work it's... today, and we talked about building a computer, and I mentioned games, and I said something about 14. He's like, yeah, I'm not big on those games. They're slow. It's That, that, that game's slow to me. I was like, oh, you ever play them? He's like, oh, big WoW fan. I actually had some friends that are going back, and they started it back up again. They try to get me to go back. I'm thinking about it. It's like, what? So 14 was too slow, but you're thinking about going back to WoW? And I can't comment on this guy's choice of MMOs, but I can say people are going back and playing WoW still, and WoW has these things. Oh, yeah, definitely. People people are bored with the stats 
on your weapons. And the fact that you have straight upgrades, you have no, it's, it's eye level, baby. Maybe one or two pieces you will decide is, oh, maybe I want spell speed instead of debt. But mm, most of it's eye level. And, and the reasoning they're saying they can't do anything more exciting than that is in terms of having specific abilities assigned to a weapon or a, or a stat on a weapon, blah, blah, blah. The chances are that players are going to look at that and see it as the strongest weapon and flock to it. So what he's really saying is, if I don't have best in slot, no one will play with me. Bull fucking shit. I have played many, many MMOs, and you... You still run shit with people who... I even run end game kind of stuff with people who maybe don't have... They might be missing a ring or don't gear. have... They some eh. don't have their material filled in. Hey, Yoshida was on our server the other day. He didn't have any material filled into his gear. He was he was <laughs> melding it on Excalibur the other day. That's something else. Oh. oh, and they talked about drop rates and, you know... Where is that... There's there's a quote in here somewhere that pissed me off really bad. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. And so the development team wants to make it so that no matter how each player plays the game, they can still end up at the same strength and be on an equal playing field. Fuck you. <laughs> That's all I can say is fuck you. No, if I am not playing as good, if I'm not playing as much, as hard, as skillfully, Whatever, if I, and, and, and let's take RNG out, right? Is I am not trying hard enough. I am not good enough. I am not teaming up with the right people. If I am not bleeding edge hardcore, then no, I should not be on an equal playing field. No, I, this makes me so angry. Flames on the side of my face, angry guys. Yeah, this is, I, yeah, I mentioned when you, you quoted this before I'd even read this, um, this interview. It made me think of Final Fantasy VIII. I mean, are we, are we just going to level sync everybody with everything so everything's at the same level? It just, we're all gray blobs. I mean, we just make us all deep dungeon level one, everybody, and we'll play Rift or something, some kind of something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even I play don't Rift. Just... I don't know. Rift might be better. <laughs> Who knows? It, it makes me so mad. We have bland stats. And we all, and they have to keep making everything really close to each other. Nothing that excels or stands out. I remember I did briefly when Coil was first out. I remember standing around. Where was it? Where was the first Fallguard float? Yeah, that's the second one. The second first, one. The first one I remember was on being, Wine, Wine Port. Wine Port. I remember being in Fallguard float one day and somebody was late to log in. And I was bored. So I was like checking people. And I remember saying, oh, my God, I love that body. I love the way it looks and I love the stats and how do I get it? And, oh, I have to clear whatever. And that just doesn't happen. Well, that was the whole second coil thing. I feel like second coil was a pinnacle for this game in some regard because the gear was so beautiful and you knew you had to kill that snake bitch to get it. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. you're like. Anything it takes, I will go through this hell for six weeks until we learn this fight. I don't care. It probably it took us longer than six weeks, probably, but it like <laughs> it, took, it took a it took a minute. I yeah. don't care. I need that body. I need the healer coat, the high allegan healer mm-hmm. coat, and that was oh, worth it for me. I still glamour that healer coat today. It's the most beautiful item. Honestly, mm. but but I know we're talking about stats and maybe a, a haste plus 20 percent 
would cause somebody like if you put haste plus 20% on an i90 item I might still be wearing that i90 item I get what you're saying but a haste plus 1% or something is not going to make me give up is not going to make me not upgrade an i120 to an i220 you know like yeah the, the yeah, bonus there's... for the main stat is enough that 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 haste plus 1% is not really worth it. And if you make that haste plus 1% like a 1% drop in some dungeon, the ones that have it, they play a little bit faster and it's a little bit greater, and yeah, I'm going to keep running and running until I get it. And the ones that don't aren't going to give a shit, and nobody's really going to pay too much attention if they have it or they don't. Unless you're doing endgame shit, and if you're doing endgame shit with me and it's, and it's really needed, then I would expect you to have gra- grinded until you got it. I mean, it just makes sense. Well, and I keep thinking about, like, Diadem, right? So Diadem had random gear with random looks, blah, blah, blah. Why why can't I raid a certain... Why can't I raid Alex 7? And yeah, 9 times out of 10, if the healer coat drops, it has this. But one time, one time, it will have a plus 1. Why can't we even have a little bit of RNG there where... I can be like, oh my fucking God, can you believe it? This is my drop and it's a plus one. Mm-hmm. But no, no, because apparently no one will play with you if you don't have that. God, how hard is it? Just a plus one, a plus one and a plus two or whatever. Well, I guess we did have that and mm-hmm. we changed them to HQ. So maybe we can have <laughs> HQ. Can we have HQ drops? Something. HQ web. You don't, you don't even have to give like regen on me or me- I don't know. I would like like fire spells do 3% more damage. It it could be tiny but it would feel so special, right? I don't know. And that's what it is. I feel I don't feel special about anything I get, but maybe that's cuz I don't do savage anymore. I don't know. And that could be the other element because savage seemed like it was such a high wall. It's a little better now. Yes. But you, there's still not a special snowflake because me and you we run savage and we're like, okay, I need to get this ring and this coat and this thing and okay i hit my best in slot for my character but there's not a best in best in slot there's not a check out my plus one hat oh (laughs) shit or or well and again i know stats are better but i still feel like if you could live like oh my god plus it's randomly diable that would get me to go back and run again right Mm mm-hmm something anything i don't know some something unique oh now you want to make me rant about die we need more die we need more die because you know what stuff drops that i love the way it looks but i can't there's no fucking die that's the accent color to match with so fuck you is that what you're gonna say yes especially the fuck you part the fuck you part (laughs) All right, let's move on. But we are unhappy about then, these last yeah, two questions, there's right? There's so much. Right. We don't need a fucking jump potion, and I'm sorry, we're not so goddamn stupid we can't handle exciting stats on our gear. Yep, yep, yep. Do you want to move on to the next article? Let let us... Uh, you got anything see. else in here that you want to parse Blah, through? blah. Well, let's see. They talked about Deep Dungeon again. Yeah, comparing it blah, to Chocobo blah, blah. Deep Dungeon, Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. They wanted to recreate mm-hmm. that experience. No, no. Let's 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 move on because we are super long. We're already at an hour and a half. So let's move on to massively OP. I think I funded them when they were. Oh, I should go see if okay. I have a. 
<laughs> I think they were on Kickstarter. Anyway, uh, so they talk about the Deep Dungeon, Xbox One, the future, blah, blah, blah. Let's skip skip down to probably... Okay, we talked about Deep Dungeon. Okay, here's the part we about the C-Pose about... feature. This yeah, yeah. Players can look forward to the Deep Dungeon releasing at some point in July, along with a slash C-Pose function for sleeping animations. It's been in the works for some time. Great, because, you know, some items you can sleep on, some you can't, whatever. And I would like to see... More sleep emotes. I want to see a persistent sleep emote. Other MMOs I've played, there's like doze you like lean over, but you wake up. I, there's other ones where you like curl up in a ball and sleep on the ground. I want to see sleepy poses that are persistent. Anyway. Mm-hmm. This is this article <laughs> from uh, Massively Overpowered is a condensed version of the last two articles we read and including the Polygon article that we're going to cover next. I think some other things that we didn't cover that is also covered here is the Final Fantasy X minions that you can get from FanFest. We'll oh my god, I mean, okay, my poor credit card, but we're going to cover that later. Yeah, sure. But still, my poor credit card. Exactly. The lockout stuff, we just ranted about that. The 200 floors is a stretch goal. That's covered. Uh, the experience coming through, level 17. It's really just a condensed version of what we read there. I think a major point moving on to the Polygon article with this is is this Xbox stuff. We mentioned in the past that Xbox has kind of backtracked on some of these things that have said has not let it connect with other consoles and PC. Um, and so Xbox is changing their tune on some things. Microsoft is changing their tune. And so with that, we're expecting hopefully that Final Fantasy XIV will be playable on Xbox with mm. everyone they're working on it. It is not quite a done deal. And I think the the major part with that is still on the Xbox side. It's, it's still Microsoft, man. Uh, Microsoft, uh, we had 11 on Xbox, right? Mm -hmm. PS2, PC, and Xbox. So it, it felt like this was really a place where you could play with all of your friends, no matter what system they were on. And... Microsoft Xbox has been a holdout and we, well, not me, but several people were like blaming Yoshida and, you know, Square Enix for that for the longest time. But it, it really has kind of become clear that it's not Final Fantasy 14 that's issue. It's Xbox. And this kind of brings it up again. Microsoft is like, yes, let's go. And Yoshida is like, Mm, not quite. you ain't ready for me no and and the big deal is and i'm i read this on reddit it was some insight from somebody about what really could be the case because you just mentioned 11 yelta so clearly final fantasy has worked with microsoft xbox and these things we've done it before but yoshida says uh they've approached us but quote there are certain elements of its regulations that we would have to consider waived we're waiting on Microsoft's response. And what people have speculated is what needs to be waived is is the stuff that has to do with matchmaking because of Party Finder and Duty Finder. The Duty Finder would not work the way it currently does because of the way... Don't get me started something with Snap Menus. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, beep, Xbox. Beep, network, so I don't, I don't. Beep, but it's something that's not working right with the matchmaking and they would have to have certain waivers done before they can do that, so... 
it's in talks. I hope it happens. It's going to bring in a lot more players. It's going to bring. It's going to be a, such a great thing for uh, for Final Fantasy fourteen and for Xbox players as well. Uh, one other development within this Polygon article. This keep co- keeps coming up, and it's a valid question. When is PS three support going away? I know. I you know and PS three limitations. I, I one that's where I go because I'll. What, we we both played 11. I played 11 for like six or some years. And every time you're like, why can't we do this? And they're like, PS2 limitations. Yep. So, and that's been the joke since 1.0 of a, uh, 14 came out. They're like, oh, PS3 limitations. And, and honestly, they told us a long time ago now that while they are committed to support the 3.x patch cycle on ps3 they're they're not making any promises past that and i'm sorry we're probably having 4.0 next year right i would think so by 2017 yeah yeah i would think that 2017 we are having you know p we're having 4.0 and you know whatever wherever it takes us sky or well we already saw sky almost yeah i want to say that they they mentioned this at fan fest the last I, time I seen, I thought the rumor they did. had been kicked around even that far back that PlayStation 3 would kind of play out at the end of the 3.0 storyline. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, once I've... again, Yoshida says it point blank. At this point, we've already declared that we'll continue to fully support the PS3 through the 3.x series of patches. That's all we can say about it at this point. If anything changes, we'll be sure to update our players so they are aware. So I doubt Yoshida's going to come out and say, you know what, guys, we're supporting it through uh, 3.4, but 3.5 and on. <laughs> You're going to have to get a PS4. I doubt it. But there's going to be a lull between 3.5 or 3.55 and 4.0, and Yoshida's going to make that hard announcement, more than likely, that says PS3 support uh, will no longer be... Uh, Will no longer be there. There will not be an expansion for PlayStation 3. So, you know, most players should already have their uh, PlayStation 4 for Final Fantasy 15 anyway at that well, point. Well, okay. But honestly, if you bought a PS3 version of this game, how long have you played it right now? Have you gotten your 60 bucks worth? I don't know. But I couldn't even look. My, my hard drive was so small, I couldn't even completely load the game before. So I said, fuck it. And I always have played on, on PC. PC Master Race. I don't know. I don't know too many people who are playing on PS3. Is Elf playing PS3 or is he PS4? Uh-uh, 4. Yeah, so... I don't know. PS3 is an old console at this point. It's hard to... I, I'm an old man, and it's hard to believe that P- PlayStation 3 is, is that old at this point, but it's... The console, it's old. It's not that the game is old. It was, a, it's, it was close to the end of the PlayStation 3's life cycle. Just like... Final Fantasy XI was midway to the end of PlayStation 2's life cycle. We know PlayStations, typically, this is my opinion, PlayStations get better near the end of their life cycle. You really start to see their graphics shine, and and, and third-party companies are really putting out the, the big guns near the end of the PlayStation console's life cycle, and that's what happened with PlayStation 3, and unfortunately, there's only a few more years after that that, you know, we're probably going to have to hang it up. All right, is there anything else on this infographic that you want to cover? Not at all. I am all articled out, Yelta. <laughs> but it was worth all it. Right. These were important. These important stuff that we talked about for the, the E3, but E3 is over. And a new, uh-huh. a new festival dawns. The, 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 new, the new hotness, right? 
at the new Hotnesses Fan Festival 2016 in Las Vegas in October. Uh, Oh, my God. I'm psyched. I am excited. Well, okay, we already covered tomorrow is ticket buying day. And I am, I am like breathless in anticipation of getting my tickets. Um, Ulf has already asked for the time off. I already got the time off. We're fucking going to be there, guys. Yep. If I don't yep. get a ticket, I am just driving or whatever. I'm going to show up. I'll be at the front step. I will, I'll lay on Devin's lap. I will hump Matt's leg, whatever it takes. I'll kiss Koji Fox on the lips. Whatever it takes to get in the doors. I'd do that in your way. You did all that last time. I got to catch up. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so the Fan Fest, uh, fan fest w- website is up. I tried to get to this earlier. Is this booking website up at all yet? Um, oh, oh uh, I see. Oh, no, that's for Paris. So there is a booking website for Paris. Use that if you're going to do the room rate. That's the deal I was talking about. I dropped it 400 bucks. So, uh, And I decided I wanted my expensive fucking huge room, so... Yeah. Uh, the oh, ticket man. thing is not up yet. It still well, says tickets go on sale soon. A few hours away, right? So, and that is the that is through show clicks. This is different than the that the stuff that we used last time. Um, I don't quite remember what that one was, but I remember it was a nightmare for us to get the tickets. Um, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yelp. No, remembers. it's that. It's that. Oh my God! I was so upset, guys. It's that Eventbrite or whatever. Yeah, Eventbrite, yeah. Yeah, which is, that's, we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit, but I that's where I got my Kubicon tickets this Oh, okay. Th- today, yeah, yeah. Okay, Um, let's see. So the site is up. Yeah, if you are a subscriber, you should have already gotten your code. You probably all have your tickets. There is a hotel discount. And like you said, you dropped up like $400, right? So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The ticket price is 135 USD plus taxes, taxes and fees. You can order four. I have been really tempted to just order four if I get in and be like, pay me back. I don't know. If it's like last time, it makes me worry. If it's better this time, then I'm not as worried. Last time, it's like I wanted to hoard them just so my friends made sure they got a shot mm-hmm. of getting in there. All right, ticket price includes access to the Fan Festival 2016 in Las Vegas and a goodie bag, which includes unique in-game items, mm-hmm. which we'll cover in a bit. Ooh. We cover the price? Uh, 135. 135. And people were like, that's expensive. Oh, my God. But I'm like, I I don't remember what it was last 125 time. 125 or 130 or something. It was not. It's comparable. Yeah. Yeah. All right, the pre-sale period is... June 21st. The general access is June 28th. Uh, no pre-sale code required. So uh, you log in, you get your ticket. You will need to list your main character's name and world for each ticket purchased. Last time they let us update that later, but I wouldn't chance it. Uh, the, in- the information is for internal usage only. It was on our badges last time. Mm-hmm. Um Badge pickup is going to be on October 13th. Uh, it's kind of like last time. Basically, all you did is stand in line and get your badge. And then they had like a pool party after, like a meet and greet sort of thing. and video. You went to the pool party. I was still in line. Oh, it was okay. Was that? It was expensive drinks. But we'll have a better venue. The Paris, I think, is going to be a better venue than the Rio. So I'm looking forward to the Paris. There's going to be a premium live stream. And I, I think you're going to be able to... 
Uh, if you can't attend the event, well, I not think I know. If you can't attend the event, you can buy this live stream. And so you will then also get the code for the minion, Maybe. which is a Riku minion, which is awesome. So uh, those who attend Fan Festival, blah, 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 and get the streaming option or get the streaming option, we'll get the uh, following item. Riku for Las Vegas. Lulu for Tokyo and and uh, Yuna for Frankfurt. I need all of them, guys. Mm -hmm. I just don't even. I just don't even. And the next part's a mystery, guys. <laughs> so, in addition to receiving the event-specific minion, you will also be able to select one of the following secret glamour outfits: one for female, one for male. Right? Interesting. <laughs> it's a secret. They made a big deal about it's not secret because we don't want to tell you. It's not. It's secret because we are. We're not quite ready to show you yet. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um. I'm a little sad because I need all the things, even though I only play ever a girl character. I'm like, but I need the boy one too. But well, maybe it'll be like, well, like the other, like, oh, you can swap where you it. Can, like trade it in, yeah. right, for the other sex. So I don't know. That's only fair. It's only fair. I am hype. Are you hype? I am super hype. We got the line chat going. You know, we're discussing things amongst podcasts and amongst friends and former free company members and what we're going to do and Yelta and I have planned what we want to do and uh you know places we want to eat Cinna and I did that the last time we'll probably map out where we want to eat and things I don't know this it's just fun to get with everybody it's fun to experience these events it's fun to see these reps again and it's fun to see Yoshida and Soken and Koji Fox and Fox Klon and all these other guys from overseas come in i don't know what is that oh sorry i thought i was muted <laughs> <laughs> what are you opening up your minions right now that, no that was a bag of potato chips <laughs> okay <laughs> she's eating the lalafell i need a little snack potato snack <laughs> you eat i'm gonna cover the next stuff you go for the next all time. right well we also have talked about recently in our last podcast, and this is available now, it dropped the Tuesday right after we recorded, was the uh, summer DLC stuff. We, you know, over in Japan, they were at 7-Eleven doing uh, codes, and now we have the campaign, but we've got it with Amazon. So the way they set us up was that, and you have to check this stuff, folks. There was so much chaos going on. But when you go to Amazon, you need to go to the video games department on Amazon.com. And above the promotional description, or above the description, some have it, some don't. Your mileage may vary, but my the one I bought, I bought a Nintendo eShop card. It said, this is for the promotion, Final Fantasy XIV, a purchase of $19.99. So you have to go to the video games department on Amazon.com buy something for $19.99 or more, you should receive within a two-day period, I got mine within like a 10-minute period, The a promotional code. The promotional code is then put into the website, which gives you six promo codes to put into the Mog Station, and you'll get all the items from the 7-Eleven campaign that was in Japan. The butler, the maid, the titan mask, the ifrit mask, the white chocobo, and uh, these weird wings. So they have real they have real Weird names, wings? but I'm not naming them that. Oh, <laughs> uh, those wings are what you got when you were the magic prism wings. Those are what you got when you were eternally bonded before. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's the only place you, you wouldn't know because you're living in Sin. I live in Sin with Sinna. It's part of her name. And we um we, we don't even have a house. We're not married. <laughs> uh, we actually live in the dumpster behind the free company house. Uh, I have a house. Uh, I don't have a house, but I am married, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. Wolf can't tell me getting into the kitchen, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. And that's really it with that stuff. And so it's it's easy to get, and that will continue until Monday, June twenty seventh. So, you know, we'll probably drop this app in a few days. So you'll still have the weekend. And uh, I think I don't know if that's going to continue. I guess you get till the end of the night on Monday. Uh, so yeah, it's it's like where I live. It's probably actually early Tuesday morning. So. It's it's an entire two week period, I guess they're giving us for that, from a Tuesday to the end of a Monday night, so an entire two weeks. Are we going to talk about how cheap people are pre ordering and canceling? Okay, and how so I want to fucking rage about that. Short story: Don't be a fucking douchebag and pre order something and cancel it and just get the code. That's how things like this get canceled and never done again. So don't be a douchebag. I bought a twenty dollar eShop card for Nintendo that works for Nintendo 3DS and Wii U. I plan on using it because I play my 3DS a lot. There's other cards and things you can buy. I think you can buy time. I I mean, make your purchase worth it. People bought things without that product description and it worked for them, so ask your friends and neighbors what they bought and find something that's right for you. Ask your doctor. (laughs) Ask your doctor, yeah. But don't be a douche. Well, and I I bought a game on one account, and I bought a time card on another. Ulf, I think, bought a time card. You know what? Are you serious? You cannot find something for 20 measly dollars? Just I feel like, okay, people are like, no one gets hurt because the companies don't care. I don't care. You know what? You you are joining this thing. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're saying... I'm going to make a qualifying purchase for 19.99 from this department. Well then purchase it. I don't know. I don't know. It's like seriously. Mm. Seriously. Well, can uh, we can we get a prize for just, you know, being us instead of having to buy something or or scratch off something or whatever? I mean like can I just get a prize for having say 140,000 followers on Twitter? Can I get oh, that? Oh yeah, just <laughs> I don't know. Um, by the way, this stuff is cute. So do do go get some. And it's six separate codes. Did you cover that? Because it is I six for a second. separate codes. Yeah. That is correct. And I use like the 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 maids code. And you might want it. Like I don't have any females. I'll put it on my my retainers or something. But mm-hmm. you know, use it if you've got it or, or or whatever. But if you if not, you can't really trade them or anything. I don't think. But maybe maybe you, you could you give can... your code away to a friend or something. Yeah, you can give your code away, but um, once you've redeemed the code, you can't. I don't think it's all it's all untradeable. Right, so. even the wings, you can't sell them. It's not like that. So, anyway, I am really, really glad they allowed us to get these items. Uh, I know people in other countries are still like, we're fucked. Please just gently let the reps know you still are interested in these items. Don't be like, you guys hate me. Just be like... Yo, I'm not in the Americas. Please let me get this stuff. They'll, I'm sure they'll look into it, right? Yeah. I just, you know, unless you live in one of those places where, like, we we hate you and even stuff that's not worth money, you can't have it. 
All right. Uh, you said Twitter followers. I did. Can we get Lots. a prize for that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I went and got mine, man. Oh. Um, right, <laughs> right now, uh, you can get through July 6th, right? So you have time. Go get your hatchling earring, which is adorable. However, it only displays on your character's right ear. It's not one of the dual ones. Uh, so so uh, the Final Fantasy fourteen Twitter account got 140,000 followers, and this is how they celebrate. Go to one of the three main cities, and uh, there, there will be a Moogle. And I think they're not far. The, the one in New Gridania is, like, not very far from the main teleport crystal. So oh, okay. just go pick it up. Just go pick it up. And I... I don't know if you can store it or not yet. I have to check that um, out. Um, I think Cinna said maybe not yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a cute little earring, and I do appreciate them handing out neato stuff to us. So, grats on, uh, oh, and it's specifically the Final Fantasy fourteen JP account. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, cool. Go pick up your earring. Uh, there is a contest right now. Uh, by the way, I totally like the day after the haiku contest ent- ended. I lost track of days, and I'm like, I'm going to write a haiku. And I go to the site to learn what I need to do to enter, and I'm like, oh, fuck, it ended yesterday. Yeah. But okay. But this contest still is on, right? The yes. The gear announcing- design contest. Tank edition. Tank edition, right. So... I I think we talked go, about this in the last. Yeah, time. I think we I think we talked about this before. But it's so. going through July. 4th. July fourth. So go read about it. You can get the nor the normal prizes. I and this is where I think you went off about how they need to give us some we new, need prizes, new prizes, right? It's noble barding, Araman choker, mandragora choker, bluebird earring, blah blah blah. Yeah. So uh, go do that contest. Uh, I actually, I actually really love it when like my retainer brings me back a Gishel Green uh, ring. Yes. Because I'm like, oh man, that was from the contest. So, all right. Um, let's see, let's see, let's, let's see. Uh, we have a developer's blog, but it's yeah, a rehash. It's, it's like it's like we're going to E3. It's E3. Good, There's yay. pictures. Go look at them. It's the same old, same old. But it does show off the plushies and that they are thinking about doing these Moogle slippers. They are in development. Oh, yeah. So keep your eye open. They also have a cool poster, a Heavensward poster. I have the one, the pink one from 2.0, mm-hmm. and I want this one too. Yeah. All right. Moving on to happy hour. We did get some uh, listener uh, responses. Can I read Finters? Please, please do. Because I need you to read it specifically because I need you to sing it. For the it. first line. Azizla. Yes, he quoted my singy song. Uh, Yelta, he starts. So sorry about the house. I actually did see your tweet on patch day around 3 a.m. and my heart went out to you. I was attempting to get a house as well, was able to get one, just sharing my experience and not rubbing it in. My wife and I had been in a similar boat. We wanted a house, but by the time we could afford one, they were all gone. When the reclamation last Christmas happened, it was an epic fail, so I made a vow not to miss it this time around. I woke up checking server status every 30 minutes from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. just in case they pushed the patch early. See, this is so ridiculous that he would have to do this, which thankfully well, they did but, but they specifically, well, and they did not announce it well enough, mm-hmm. but they, they did announce they were not bringing it up early just because of this reason. That's good. That's good. But only on Twitter, and it was like only Matt's account. But when it's something like this, I mean, there are trust issues. 
Yeah, no. There's serious ass treasure. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this is Finter again. So instead at 3 a.m. refreshing the log until it let me in, got a lobby error twice, uh, but he got his place in queue. Just paraphrasing here for Finter and for time's sake, uh, they finally got the house. They logged in at 3.04, and he was three seconds ahead of somebody mm -hmm. riding up behind him trying to click the sign he just purchased. He got it by a mere three seconds. Uh, my wife was watching over the shoulder. We whispered uh, to each other uh, celebration. So they didn't wake up their two-year-old sleeping, or sorry, their two-month-old <laughs> sleeping in a bassinet a few feet away. So congratulations to you guys for getting your house. Uh, continuing on, he says, I like your guys' idea about proportionate amount of houses for different servers. Excalibur needs this, and uh, low-pop servers could possibly use less houses. Uh, another thought, he loves the new script changes. Last yes. night he capped his Red Crafter skips for the, uh, scripts for the first time uh, uh, for the week in about a half hour. I'm sorry. He did those fast in a half hour. Uh, and one last thing. You're absolutely right, Rubicon. I just want to repeat that. You're absolutely right, Rubicon. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Rubicon. <laughs> you would have to actively try not to make money right now. Uh -huh. I haven't had a chance to get in the Aquapolis uh, but I plan on getting my dragon skin maps and, uh, he did sell one for 200 K. So money's easy to make. Uh, and he feels lucky every day that he gets to go out and get one cause he gets the drop in 10 minutes. So thank you for the podcast. He says, Pinter fire. Thank you so much, my friend. I see you on all the time in Excalibur. I like to wave to you and, um, I'm just glad you, uh, continue to listen to us and you find some value in our podcast. We I I got a uh, private message from I can't say well, it's at Agarman Agarmir seven Atherbane whatever uh, they said the newest episode was so good I listened twice thank you for your work you guys put in it's appreciated and I said thanks for listening you know I'm I'm happy and uh, they replied again with hey Yelta just a quick message love the podcast you and Rubicon oh wait I read them backwards so uh, they said first hey Yelta Love the podcast. You and Rubicon make work a little easier. Keep it up. And then they replied again with the newest episode was so good. I listened twice. <laughs> so yay. Uh, I, I did. I'm always scared to listen to our episodes, but Ruby listens and assures me that they're not awful. So, uh, uh I, honestly, I, I just like the sound of my own voice. So <laughs> I play it while I sleep and have blissful dreams of me talking to myself. But no, I thought we had a really good episode. We, it was not, it was spoiler free, just like this episode spoiler free. Mm -hmm. We will probably bust some spoilers on you starting next week. I bet you next week. I think most people should be caught up. Um, I, I did hear, I have heard a couple places that last week's episode was entertaining, so, which makes me very happy. Thanks. So thank you. Thank you for sending me a message. I really, really appreciate that. All right. Then it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our site at gffxiv.com. While you're there, leave us a comment. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. You can email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. And give us a rating, please. We appreciate it. Personal plugs, Ruby. Yes. What is your plug? Yes, yes. You can find me on Twitter at RubiconVale. R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me, Yelta, on Twitter at YeltaSumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. Thanks for listening, guys, and see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Good luck, and hopefully we see you at FanFest. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs>